Hello and welcome everyone with a new episode at OK Sweet Dreams. I'm Don and I'm here with my beautiful, intelligent, smart, super friend, Bean. Hello, Bean. How have you been? I'm a super friend where the best friends meet. Yes, you are the super friend. So how have you been? <laughs> See, I wasn't going to answer because I feel like it's trapped because Don and I were talking the other day and I asked him how he was doing and he didn't answer me. And I'm like, hello, are you going to tell me how you're doing? And he's like, well, no, because that's just like a fluff question. Like, you don't actually want to know how I'm doing. I'm like, I fucking do. <laughs> I want to know how you're doing and you don't want to answer me. So now I feel like I can't answer people when they ask me how I'm doing. <laughs> when I was studying English, my English teacher told me the how are you as a question. You are not supposed to answer because people don't really give a fuck how you are actually. But I do mean it when I ask it, Bean. I just don't answer because I don't believe Americans or English speakers do care. We do. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> I believe you. I was misled, grossly misled. Oh my god. So, today's episode about news, but before we jump right into that, I would like to tell our audience on Spotify that we have a YouTube special called The Midnight Snacks that we have been doing for three days now? Four? That's right. Yeah, we're on our fourth day. We are on our fourth day, and I highly recommend checking them out because they are funny tidbits news that didn't make the big cut in here. That's right, and we're going to be posting those Monday through Friday, so they're just like little short five-ish minute clips. So check it out on our OK Sweet Dreams YouTube channel. Yes, so about news, Bean, what have you brought us? I'm going to just jump right into it with this crazy fucking story that I found. Oh my god, get ready. Get ready. Hold on to your butts, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Have your psychiatrist on speed <laughs> dial. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there is a North Carolina pastor who has recently come under fire for a sermon that he gave where he suggested that women in shorts deserved to be raped. And I want to just go ahead and I'm going to play this clip for you. Listen to this. You find more women go in those places with shorts than you will women with pants and dresses put together. Try it. If you got time, try it. Have your boy go up there and try it. Just watch for it. Have your girl go up there and watch for it. And you know, uh, I, I used to say this. And I, I haven't said this in a long time. You ready? I said, if, if you dress like that and you get raped and I'm on the jury, he's going to go free. Now, you don't like, do you? I'm right, though. I can't help you like I'm right. Because, you know, a man's a man. This is a joke, right? This is dead serious. A man's a man. This is a joke. He can't help it. A man's a man. No, guys, come on. I'm dead serious. This was a sermon that this pastor gave in church. It is mind-blowing to me. And I tell you what. People who go to church, they usually go to their with their families. Am I correct? You are correct. Can you imagine taking your daughter to a sermon like this? Your spiritual leader says, if your daughter would get raped, and in his opinion, she would dress inappropriately, I just, I'm flabbergasted by this. 
I'm flabbergasted by this for a couple different reasons. The obvious one, the elephant in the fucking room, is that it's a shitty take, right? It's fucking despicable that as a man of God, allegedly, he's going to get up here and say that women who wear shorts deserve to be raped because a man's a man. So that's the obvious, like, boom, that's fucked up. You peel it back a little bit and you start to think about all of the people that sat there during that sermon and were not outraged. They just sat there. Oh my god, that is so scary, bro. They are already so brainwashed that they don't even notice things like this, that this is not normal. Can you imagine the level of brainwashedness? Brainwashedness? Yes. <laughs> I just can't imagine that you would sit there and listen to something like that. I am a very outspoken person, so I wouldn't even be in church first place. Like, whatever. It's not my fucking scene. <laughs> However, if I heard anybody anywhere saying something like this, I would have something to say about it. Please don't, because in your country, guns are flying freely. So please, just shut your mouth. Just shut the fuck up, Bean, once in a while. God damn, can you ever shut up? No, I cannot. I know the urge that you want to speak up, but please don't. Because you don't know people getting killed over... Too much mayo on a sandwich. Don't argue with people. Just let it go. We will talk in the show about this craziness. But don't argue, guys, in real life. Just, I don't know. Just don't. <laughs> okay. So, obviously, people were really upset when they saw this footage. And people started doing some digging into his backstory. So, it says on the church website that he had been a member of this church for over 40 years. So, he's been doing this for a long time. And I do have to say that I'm really proud because there were some people in the church. Obviously, there was the backlash from the community from this video going viral. So people started protesting, including former church members, which fucking amen sister for them. Hmm. But listen to this. This is the most fucked up part. He actually had to post an apology. You know, the big billboards that they have outside of churches where they stick the little letters on there? Yeah. Yeah, those goofy billboards. Yeah. yeah. He literally had to post an apology on there. And I have a picture that we'll post on there, but it says, I am sorry for any hurt. I was wrong. Okay. The main reason... Oh my God. Dude, the reason why I cannot accept that they say it's the victim's fault because, oh, she was acting inappropriately and men are men. No. We are men, but we are not animals that cannot control basic urges, in my opinion. I mean, I was saying this the other day. A woman should be able to go out in public in a fucking string bikini and be safe. I mean, if a man can't control himself around a woman or anybody who is of like a predatory mindset, if you can't control yourself, you're the fucking problem. It's not... There's no situation where we're blaming the victim. It's 2024, you motherfuckers. Like, get it together and i fully support women going out the street in bikinis please <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry no what i mean is yeah you guys should be able to do anything as a man can do equality yeah so that was my little news of the week i just thought it was just such a fucking outlandish i couldn't even believe that it was real at first and then i started looking into it and i'm like oh yeah Honestly, my first thought was she's trolling me. She's got it from the 70s. <laughs> Changed the voice a little around so the sound would be fresh. And you say it's... Well, it's a southern church, so... Well, you are moving to the south as well, so... Yeah. Get your sweet tea ready. Sweet tea and biscuits. What do you have for us today? So I just got the news about Alabama. Oh, shit. I see a little bit of a theme starting here. Uh, okay, you can say that. 
But the news itself is not really as interesting, I believe. Alabama seeks to perform second execution using nitrogen hypoxia. And I just want to talk about execution in general. Do you think the state should have the right to take lives away? I'll tell you my take on it. So basically, my thought on the whole legal execution, we don't have a perfect legal system. There are statistics that have shown one in four or one in three, I can't remember which, people on death row are actually innocent. And we've seen so many cases that people have been on death row and then later with new evidence or whatever, it's been proven that they're not guilty. We don't have a system where we can guarantee that people actually committed those crimes. So how can you execute somebody with any percentage of failure? Okay, I understand your take. So basically the reason why you are against uh, legal execution or death sentence, because not every case can be 100% certainty where they pass this sentence. And if you can save one life, it's worth not having it. I mean, that's the first most obvious layer for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's other reasons, like, is it humane to execute people? How are you going to hold someone accountable to our laws by doing the same kind of thing as them? As a society, we have to like have a moral stand. So, I mean, there's like a lot of different nuances that you could tap into. I'm so glad that you mentioned morals, right? Because this is a question to me that touches the ground of philosophy. And I'm sorry, I agree with Immanuel Kant, the father of modern philosophy. And basically he said, if we establish that, that killing people is immoral, the circumstances therefore does not matter at all. So if the state says that killing people hence illegal, then the state should not kill people either, period. Yeah, I can agree with that. So that's my take on the moral grounds. The other issue I have with this news that using nitrogen hypoxia, okay, if the state decided that they are going to kill people, why are they freaking out about the fact that is it a humane execution? Like, why not just chop their head off? I'm sorry. Why go the extra mile? That's my question. If you decided, okay, this is a scumbag who deserves to die, why bother further than chopping their heads off? Why trying to invent new ways of executions? That's my question, basically. I mean, honestly, I feel like death by guillotine would probably be one of the better ways to be killed. It's very fast, right? Mm -hmm. I agree. I would take that over any new experimental... Wait! Can I take your head home if you take that? <laughs> I want your bean head on my... Oh my god, that would be so cool. So if bean ever gets executed... That's dip... so fucked up. Dibs on the head. <laughs> I want her skull on my desk. Oh, okay, the skull. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you can have my bones. That's fine. Do you think I want your head rotting on my coffee table? Come on. Yeah, I was just like, whoa, what the fuck is all this then? No. <laughs> no, I want the... Jesus. Yeah, you can have my skull for Thank sure. You. you heard it here first. Now I have legal permission. Okay, so what was I going to say? I was going to say something else. God damn this brain of mine. <laughs> uh, oh, also, I think it's very interesting that the death penalty cannot be carried out by a medical person. So no nurse, no doctor can perform that. So you literally have people that are doing injections or doing these other forms of death penalty, and they're not being carried out by doctors because you take that oath not to harm. Yes. The point that I'm trying to make is they've had so many botched executions because of this. Botched by, sorry, by botched you mean? 
botched, like fucking ruined. I've read articles where they would do like a lethal injection. But again, these people are not trained medical staff. They have to be carried out by people who work at this prison or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I read one where they went to do an injection. They didn't know that the IV had to be facing up toward the heart. So when they injected the IV, it was facing down toward oh the hand. My God. So all of this poison that they were injecting was pooling up in the hand. And they said it was like this excruciating hour long procedure. He didn't just go to sleep and die. It was like very fucking violent. Okay. So botched basically means they still die, but they suffered. It doesn't mean they survived the execution. No. <laughs> okay, cool. Because that's what I wanted to ask. By botch, you mean they will survive the execution or they just suffer a little? Okay, I understand the reason why there are death sentences because there are scumbags that your inner self say this person should die. But if we have this, I'm not feeling empathy for people suffering during their execution. I just don't care. So we either do it and we don't care, we are not showing any empathy, and then why does it matter if he suffers during the execution? Or we are saying, have a strong moral stand against taking life. Um, do they have the death penalty in Canada? I don't think you do, right? No. Yeah. Americans. Honestly, out of the West, because I know Europe doesn't have death penalties in the European Union, countries don't have death penalties. So other than the US, among the Western countries, I cannot really recall any other that has death penalties at all. Very interesting. I don't know. It seems barbaric, I guess. At some point, we'll probably come up with a better system for this kind of stuff. But until then... Until then, behave. <laughs> but the funny thing isn't that the reason why people say that death penalty is necessary because... It would scare you away doing really nasty stuff, but it really doesn't. No, they're still going to do what they're going to do. Yeah, I don't understand the reason for it. I'm not against it, don't get me wrong. But my point is about this news is, if you have death penalty, spend the money elsewhere. Yeah, it's not a creative expression. We don't need to get fancy with it. Yes, we don't want to get fancy with our executions. You don't change what works. Cutting people's head off works, believe me. 10 out of 10 people dies. <laughs> yep, can't argue with that, Matt. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so I have a story to share with you, speaking of the guillotine. Really, your next story is relating to executions, and people out there may wonder why am I so emotionally disturbed. They might, so I'm going to play this for you. Go ahead and hop in here, take a listen. The cereal category has always been quite affordable, and it tends to be a great destination when consumers are under pressure. So some of the things that we're doing is first messaging. we got to reach the consumer where they are. So we're advertising about cereal for dinner. If you think about the cost of cereal for a family versus what they might otherwise do, that's going to be much more affordable. The other places that we like to go is we talk about making sure we have the right pack at the right price in the right place. So having a different size pack that'll have a different price point, that'll take some pressure off the consumer while they're shopping. So those are some of the things that we're doing. But in, in general, the cereal category is a place that a lot of folks might come to because they, the price of a bowl of cereal with, with milk and with fruit is less than a dollar. So you can imagine why a consumer under pressure might find that to be a good place to go. Right. I'm all for innovation and marketing, but the idea of having cereal for dinner um, is there the potential for that to land the wrong way? Uh, we don't think so. In fact, it's landing really well right now, Carl. 
Okay, so that was the CEO of Kellogg's basically telling people with the rising cost and all of this inflation in the economy that if you are struggling, you should just have cereal for dinner. Honestly, I think he's right. What he said there, I think he's right. Cereal is cheap. It has fruit in it. Accordingly to his statement, it has fruit in it. I don't see a problem with that. No? No. Do you? Absolutely. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because these corporations are literally showing record high profits, yet they keep raising their prices and gouging customers who are barely able to afford a living. Oh, yeah, but... It's giving Marie Antoinette let them eat cake vibes. It's so fucking disjointed from what people are actually going through. For a CEO who makes probably millions of dollars, tons of bonuses, to get up there and tell people who are struggling to live... Not because they're not working hard. I think I misunderstood the news. He was just talking about if you struggle, like he's the CEO of Kellogg's, the cereal company, right? And he's telling people who are having trouble affording living to eat cereal for dinner because it's cheap. I mean, okay, I understand why you are outraged, but uh, Bean, uh, okay. A multi-billion dollar corporation. Yes. Is telling people... After reporting record (laughs) high profits, Mm -hmm. is telling people to feed their children, which in the U.S. has been stripped of almost every nutrition possible, to feed their families cereal for dinner. Would you be fine being so fucking poor that you had to just only feed your family cereal? You couldn't have a nice hot meal? No, I don't think his intentions were bad, though. That's my point. The CEO just suggested that he knows. I don't know. It's fucked up. Like, don't get me wrong. It's Marie Antoinette. Let them eat cake. Is he eating cereal for dinner? No. No, he's not. But his employees are because they're not paying them a living wage that is matching with the increase of the cost of living. Okay, so if he says it for his employees... He's saying it for the 99% of Americans as opposed to the 1% wealth. Yeah, okay. There's no cute like, oh yeah, just eat cereal. I mean, as someone who doesn't have to eat cereal. Honestly, it's kind of cringe that I didn't get what was the problem with that. I mean, he's right. Cereal is cheap. Like, what's the issue? Yeah, okay. Okay. I see why people would get outraged by this. I can see it. I mean, it's just so tone deaf in a time where there's such a wealth disparity in the U.S., Mm -hmm. where people are being forced out of their homes because they can't even afford rent. I mean, we're not talking about luxury things. It's not like you're saying, hey, I know that you're struggling like financially because of the fucking crazy cost of everything these days. Maybe cut back on the Wagyu beef. People are literally being forced out of their homes because they can't afford rent working two jobs. That's kind of cringe, yeah. You should be afforded the cost of basic living. And I don't understand how could the prices go out of proportion this much. Like I saw a documentary, like a short documentary. It wasn't like a full-time documentary of people in California living in their car, having a gym membership to take a shower and go to work like that. That stuff is crazy. It's absolutely outrageous. It's just so wild to me. And again, this is the difference in your life experience and my life experience. Yeah, I didn't get what 
like to do the just advertising his product. You don't understand the concept of struggle. No, don't say that. No, I mean, it's true. I mean, you heard that and your first thought was, what's the problem here? Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. At first, I didn't get it, but as being explained, I was like, because, okay, in my point of view, I saw a CEO advertising his breakfast for people to eat for dinner. I didn't make this deep connections that you made. And as you explained it to me, what's the problem here? Yeah, it is cringe. I agree. It is cringe. And I just want to say another thing that I've been kind of stewing on about this story is how tone deaf our media is in the US, because there's already like a huge disparity between the ultra wealthy and literally any other class. I mean, upper middle class, middle class, lower class, impoverished, whatever, however you want to look at it. There's a huge disparity because 1% of our population of the US holds a huge number of our wealth. Okay. So like there's already like this kind of like rising tension, eat the rich kind of like sentiment. So I'm not really sure why on major news publications they would think, let's put this guy out here with him telling people, hey, if you can't afford food, eat cereal for dinner. You know, I don't understand that either. Because, and I tell you guys, what's the difference between the feudal system with a king and lords and the difference between a democratic system with capitalism? If the king and the lords fucked up, heads were flying. In democracy and capitalism, the politicians might be changed every four years when the people get an outrage. But the real corporates are not the politicians. They are getting paid for the theater role they are. They are actors. The billionaires behind those politicians are untouchable now. Isn't that beautiful how they tricked us into this? They became untouchable. Because if you disagree with something, you're going to blame your local governor or whoever, your local politician, your local representative, who's only just an actor delivering whatever he's getting paid by the big companies. And this is all legal. And that is crazy to me that the lobby system, everybody knows politicians getting lobbyists and they are getting paid. And it's legal. Everyone is okay with that. But what is really the product those politicians are selling? It is your representation. They are saying basically, when they take that money, from now on, I'm not representing the people, I'm representing a company. And that's why things like this bean can just fly. Yeah. That's why a CEO of Kellogg sitting on billions of dollars can recommend the people that, hey, you cannot afford a steak dinner or like, not even a steak dinner. A dinner. A warm dinner. A warm dinner, yeah. You cannot afford a warm dinner. Hey, eat cereals. Yeah, horrible. Absolutely horrible. But do we have a better system though? Can you replace capitalism with anything that would work? That's the issue we have. We are in a devil's will. It's just such a tricky situation because I think with the rising tension between the ultra-rich and everybody else, these kind of missteps, I don't know. I think people are starting to get really fucking fed up where they can barely afford things that we've talked about, like medication, like saline. If you go to the hospital and you get saline, they charge you a shit ton of money and it's basically just sterilized salt water. It is literally, guys. It is water with salt in it. Okay, it has been boiled and packaged, but it's water and salt. 
costing what 25 to 50 bucks per liter it is ridiculous water with salt it's the same thing with an EpiPen. is something that's very basic it's life-saving it's necessary for certain people and they charge like six or seven hundred dollars for it when it's a fifty dollar medication everywhere else one of the cheapest medicine is insulin to produce Yeah, there was another CEO, which this is like just (laughs) kind of got me off on a little sidetrack now. She went viral back in early 2023 and people were like, are we getting our bonuses? What's going on? And she like literally recorded a video of herself being like, oh, we need to leave the pity city. And, you know, you guys need to just pull up your bootstraps and work. I mean, it's like the tensions right now of these fucking CEOs that are making fucking hand over fist bonuses and i'm not saying that people that work hard don't deserve bonuses like that's don't get me wrong but it's like ultra wealthy people looking down on people that are middle class working their fucking asses off and being like um yeah you don't really need a hot dinner or yeah if you just like worked harder and you cut out the luxuries when they're just it's just so tone deaf to me so like when this kellogg thing happened A lot of people are really pissed off about it because the answer is not give up eating a warm dinner. The answer is like, hey, let's rework our system. Let's rework our fucking living wage so people don't have to make hard choices like this for basic things. It's not cutting out a luxury cruise. You're cutting out a hot meal for your family. While you are working two jobs. This is the crazy part to me. As you said, I don't know suffering in my life and I'm very grateful for the universe for that. And I try to put out as much help as I humanly can for others. And I always wonder about one thing. Whether or not the people are getting this rage and they want to change the system, there's no real way to change the system because the entire thing is so integrated into each other, capitalism with democracy. I don't see any possibility that it can ever change. And it's just going to become worse and worse and worse. And I don't know where it will lead. We can never say for sure, but I think eventually people are going to get to a breaking point. Back in the day when there was some struggle, okay, you know, everybody has to struggle and work hard. Like, I get that. But we're starting to get to the point where you can struggle and struggle and struggle. And people are literally like, I can't afford my medication. I can't afford my rent basic living humane conditions Hmm. are unobtainable. So eventually we're going to get to a breaking point. I can't imagine that this is just going to continue forever. And it's a dangerous game because once the people break, that's when everything goes to fire. Then we're talking about eating the rich and very much that sentiment back in France where they had the fucking guillotines. Hey, not every rich people is no, bad. No, I'm talking about the fucking CEO of Kellogg's who's getting out yeah. there and telling people, uh, sorry you can't afford to live, fucking eat cereal for dinner. You see, but there's such a difference between you and I, and I think it really shows two perspectives here. When I watched that video, I was like, what did I see? A CEO trying to sell more products. And what did you see? You saw what most of the people seen in this. Mm -hmm. But I just didn't. And it's just so weird. And I feel a little bit ashamed. But don't judge me, please. I'm with you guys. Let's go kill them all. Let's go. (laughs) Let's get the shark done. Yeah, that's the difference. I mean, you're in a situation, you're like, you're better off than most people. But that doesn't make you a bad person. You're not cold and heartless about other people's suffering. So you're not not on the shit list. Like, you're just... (laughs) 
I honestly consider myself upper middle class at best. I'm living a comfortable life and I don't have worries. And I think that's what upper middle class should be. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying this is the upper middle class today where I'm at. I think this is what upper middle class should be. Does it make sense? It does make sense. You're not the 1%. You're not the 1% that we're talking about when we tell these stories. I wish. I'm trying to get there. But it's hard. It's a very elite club, guys. They don't like new players. And here's the thing. If I ever found myself in a position of having an amount of wealth, just because of, again, the circumstances that I have grown from, I know that I would do a lot for my community and I would be doing as much as I can for people. It's just like so frustrating when you see people like Jeff Bezos and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I donated this much to charity. And it's like, okay, that's like less than one fucking percent. You know, that's why the ice bucket challenge was outrageous to me, because basically rich people were parading around on the Internet telling the poor to donate. Yep. I was fucking outraged by that. My wife and I do a lot of donations and we are trying to steer away from cash donations when we are just giving money because we know the money doesn't land as is where it should land. So we are trying to steer away from actual cash donations. So we are buying stuff, trying to give it to the people who actually needs them. And the thing is, as you said, I'm not in the 1%. And you try to do as much as you can. And then there are people who could actually change the... Dude, just remember Sam Beckman fried, right? He was in our Midnight Snack episode. That dude stole 10 to $14 billion. The appetite of people, it seems like a fucking black hole. With more wealth than you could ever spend in 10 lifetimes. Like some of these people have so much money, you could never spend it. Yeah, can you imagine? I honestly believe he would have stopped that $1 billion. He wouldn't have got caught. But he couldn't stop. Like you were about to say, it's a fucking black hole of greed. Yeah. Anyway, that's my fucking let them eat cereal moment it's fucking tone deaf ceos out there fucking get your shit together because people are fucking watching you why did i say fucking so much i'm really mad about it (laughs) you can be (laughs) passionate about it there's nothing wrong with passion and i agree with you 100 percent. once you explained it to me once you cleared my ears out of this tone deafness (laughs) i was like a dude was selling cereals and you told me, no, Don, it's about the people. It's about the people and the living <laughs> conditions. But, you know, I know this is fucked up. It's not like I didn't know that. I just didn't make the two corrections. However, I think it's time for us to go sleep. What do you think? I'm going to sleep like a baby thinking about the revolution. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I was just I'm kidding. I love the government. Bean, are your walls painted red? <laughs> no i'm just checking you know if my best friend is a communist hey comrade i'm with you <laughs> no i love the government i'm just kidding yeah government is the best all right okay sweet dreams okay sweet dreams okay sweet dreams